Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all our beloved listeners locally and abroad. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that each and every one of you are well. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah accept our efforts and our duas for the people who have become victims of the earthquake in Turkey, parts of Syria and Lebanon, and also for everyone that is suffering around the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant ease, a special request that we make dua for the people of Port Elizabeth. Um, Salatul Istisco was performed early this morning. Dua for beneficial rain, inshallah. May Allah grant ease to everybody. And when we make these duas, um, my humble request is that we make these duas aloud in front of the youth that are in our care. Whether you are parent or not, the youth look up to us as adults for inspiration and for guidance. And when we make these duas are allowed, we are teaching them the power of prayer. We are teaching them to be humble. We are teaching them that this dunya is temporary. And we are teaching them qualities that will make them, inshallah, better people when they grow up, inshallah. Part of all of this is education, not just education in a school. Education is holistic from the time the child is in the womb of his or her mom. You are learning. And today we're going to talk about teaching reading. Now I must extend the apologies of my guest. Her name is Anne Pat. Mashallah, she is a phenomenal human being. She is, well, formerly the district um, you know, part of the district in Soweto, Johannesburg Central, uh, obviously part of the Gauteng Department of Education. And she used to be a district official with the portfolio of languages. And her area of speciality was teaching teachers in the district how to be effective teachers of language, English, Afrikaans, and whatever other language. Obviously, English being her forte. And subhanAllah, I was very, very blessed to attend her workshops and learn from her. So hopefully she will be pleased with me when she gets this recording. And I'm going to share with you tips that I have learned from Anne Pat and examples of how I used to teach reading to the learners that Allah has brought in my class over my teaching experience of 25 years. Alhamdulillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Now remember reading. Remember our beloved Nabi Muhammad was unable to read and write and how Jibrail came to our beloved Nabi Muhammad and said, read in the name of thy Lord. So when it comes to reading, it is your duty as parents to teach your children how to read from as young as the time that the child is in the mom's womb. And the duty of teaching children how to read must not be separated from what is done at school. Because school is an extension of the home. And what is done at school to teach children reading at a greater level or more intricate level, it's just an extension of what you, beloved parents, have taught your child how to read. And there are simple, simple games and simple, simple activities that I'm going to teach you. Remember, like I told you, there's no such thing as reading is done at school. There's no such thing as reading is separate at school from home. The home is an extension of the community. The school is an extension of the community. We work 
together, hand in hand. So when children are very, very young, they are able to read, like I mentioned in the show that I did last week. It's called emergent reading. And all of you will notice this in a reminder to teachers of children from nursery school, from preschool, and especially grade ones. You are fully aware of this because you have been trained in it. Children are very, very familiar with certain logos. I'm not going to mention anything. I'll mention Radio Islam. If a child sees the logo of Radio Islam anywhere, the child will say Radio Islam. There is reading. There is emergent reading. If a child sees the brand name of their favorite toothpaste or maybe a particular um, car that they may like or a particular restaurant or maybe even a logo of, of, of cellular phones that they may like or a filling station, and that child can recognize that reading, that logo, that child is able to read. What do we do? We build up on that. Put a whole lot of logos around in the classroom or at home and ask your child every day to read them out to you. And in fact, what your child can do is an interesting activity. Your child at home or children, when I'm saying your child, because the child in your class is your child, ask each child to bring in these logos that they are very familiar with and every day read it out to you, read it out to the class. And in that way, you are learning meaning the child, how to read, and teaching your friends how to read. Easy, easy, easy. Now, when it comes to alphabets, unfortunately, lots of times, parents, because maybe we didn't know, but you're going to be empowered today, we like teaching children ABC. You know the ABC song? Um, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know that song? But unfortunately, it's not exactly how children learn to read. Children learn to read by knowing phonics, which is the sound of the letter. So now there are two differences. There is the letter name, which is A, and there's the letter sound, which is E. Like we have a name, the letters also have names. But if we're teaching children how to read, we use the sound. And later when the child is confident with the sound, E, B, T, D, then we tell them, do you know the sound is a name? And that is the name, which is ABC. An interesting way to teach children the sound is a very easy game that I used to play often in the classroom, and I still do when I'm interacting with children. I spy with my little eye. Make learning fun in your classroom, educators. Make learning fun at home, parents. Look at simple objects around the house or in the classroom. And we're talking about very young children. You can even do it with older children um, just to make it fun and a reminder for them when they are spelling and they are learning alphabet sounds. So you can look around the room and you can say, I spy with my little eye something in this room that begins with the sound duh. And children will start calling out everything that they think starts with the. It could be dustbin, it could be door, it could be draw, it could be maybe a um, drawing book. But then, once children are familiar with that, you can make it a little bit more challenging for them. Where I spy with my little eye something in the classroom that begins with the sound b, and the second sound is 
So you're making it a bit more challenging. So the children will look around the classroom. Brr, brr, brr. What sound? Broom. What are the sounds? Brush. What are the uh, words? And these are the, the things that will be in the classroom. Very, very simple things. So obviously building first initially with the sound, like I spy with my little eye something in the classroom that begins with the letter And they could say, um, maybe you have a sunflower. Maybe they could say, um, whatever is around there. Whatever is around there. Uh, maybe you have... Uh, a sharpener, but remember when you're using those blends, you know, blends means now and a huh, put together issue. So again, a child will say, but that can't be a sharpener because you want, and you do need to correct the child because, well, no, sorry, you do need to correct the child, but you do it respectfully. Please, dear educators, my fellow colleagues, don't say, don't say that to me, that's incorrect. Explain to the child that yes, Sharpener is also with us, but sharpener is a very special, special spelling because it has a s and a ha, and we're going to learn about it later. Your children in your classroom that grasp concepts quicker will figure out what is happening, and they may tell you that means sh and there's sh shell or sh shop. Again, don't tell them, no, 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 I don't want to talk about that. Encourage that listening. Encourage that learning. Because children, other children are learning and they're realizing to themselves that it's not just son and her can make shell and her can make the word sleep and, and her can make the word stick. So that's introducing children to the world of reading. And you will be amazed at how excited children are when they figure out that this reading thing is not so difficult. I think a very, very important attitude or atmosphere to create that reading should never be intimidating. In your classroom, you are going to have story reading. You're going to have, you know, when the children are bigger in grade one, there's group guided reading, uh, paired reading, shared reading, which I want to talk about just now. It should never be a chore. Okay, children, now it's time for reading. And the children that can read, they're like, yay! And the children who can't read all of a sudden become anxious, need to go to the toilet, become sad because they're struggling with these words. It should never be a chore. It should always be exciting. Remember reading and teaching reading and the language of learning and teaching in every school around South Africa or should be is English. And we need to read English so we can answer questions and understand instructions in every other subject. So make reading fun. And if you are excited As an educator, as a parent, as a parent, you are the first educator. If you are excited about reading, then so will the children in your classroom and in your home. It's all on your attitude and your actions. If you love books, then so will they. If you are excited about the games that you are playing with them to build on their skills, then so will they. Easy ways to teach reading. Once children are able to label things together, that's a very, very exciting activity where you can ask children that there are different things in the classroom 
But each of them have a name just like you. Maybe your name is Bibi Aisha. Maybe your name is Tatleho. Maybe your name is Nena. Maybe your name is Frederick. So there are names for everything in the classroom. Now you see this thing here? What do we do on there? A lot of them will say teacher writes on there or sometimes it could be a whiteboard. So it has a name right there. Whiteboard? Okay, you said whiteboard. What letter does whiteboard start with? And they'll tell you, oh, what is the sound? What is the sound? They'll say, what? But now let's write the name, whiteboard. Label it, put it on a, on a card, put it on top of the whiteboard. What is this? Point towards the table. It's a table. What sound does that start with? Right? Can we write the name? Because this object here has a name and the name is table. Just like you have a name. Exciting game. You may have children that teacher or apa or muallima or whatever they are comfortable calling you. Then that person, that child will say, can I write the name for one of these objects in the classroom? Please encourage it. Because a child will only express themselves when they are comfortable with you. Children learn to read your body language and they work on energy. If you are happy and positive, then they are going to be receptive towards you. If you are going to be moody and difficult and aggressive, children are going to stay away from you. Children get repelled because children are so pure and innocent and they are happy and non-judgmental. So a lot of this is attitude. Lots of this is attitude. So labeling things in the classroom and maybe every morning or even during the day, randomly ask for volunteers. Who would like to read out three of the labels in the classroom? Please don't ever only ask the children who you assume to be bright. Because every child is bright. But every child learns at a different pace. There's no such thing as a one size fits all. Not in life, not in a classroom. Every child is a genius in the making. Every child is special. They just learn at different paces. Here's another activity that you can do for simple reading. Once the child is familiar with a few words, you know, maybe you're showing them words like mom, dad, basic words in the environment. So the most basic word would be I. That's the child, him or herself. Mom, dad, brother, sister, granny, home, grandfather, love, my. Put those words together and write there, my mom, and tell them or ask them to draw their mom or draw their dad or draw themselves. And then after they draw their picture, teach them the word I. So who is that? That is Yusuf. Who is Yusuf? I am Yusuf. Teach the child to write a sentence. Draw himself or herself and write there, I am Yusuf. And ask the child to read it. There's reading. So who said children cannot read? I love my mom. So draw your mom in simple, simple words. Right there, I love my mom. Teach the child in your class to make a small book about their family. On the first page could be a picture of the boy or girl writing their name. I am Muhammad, I am Yazdan, who's my sound engineer, who's waiting for an ad break. Just write that. Next one, my mom, to a mommy. Next one, my dad, to a daddy. Next one, if you have a brother or sister, then tell the child to read it to you. Tell the child to read it to his friends. 
who said your child in your classroom isn't an author? He or she just made a book. So inshallah, after the ad break, more valuable tips to share with you. Please don't go away. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our beloved listeners listening to me on Youth Talk on Radio Islam International. Our topic for today, teaching reading. Now I just want to remind parents that languages, each language is so special and for you know for the discussion of today we're talking about teaching reading in english because that is predominantly the language of learning and teaching in south africa but to listeners that are not in south africa this is a reminder to you as well to teach your child in their mother tongue whether it be arabic whether it be french whether it be italian whatever it is and to remind them that language is a form of communication and we can read in different languages but the message is the same. So very, very important reminder. Remember also at this time, children are learning Arabic, they are learning du'as, they are going to the maktab. So also as moms, as also as um, ustads, mu'allimas um, that are teaching in a maktab, that are teaching in Islamic schools, remind you, the children in your classroom that in English, you may say A, but in Arabic, you know, there are different names as well because they are also letters of the alphabet. It's in a different language. And a sentence made in Arabic, it could be, I love you, mom. And you can teach a child, I love you, mom, in English. So it's the same sentence has the same meaning, but it's in a different language. Very important to remind us to the children in your classrooms, to your children. Remember, we live in a multicultural country. There's lots of different languages. So there are children that are coming from homes that know Gujarati, that know Urdu, that know Kota, that know Tsiperi, that know Songa. Remember, we have 11 official languages, and each language is special to that child, part of that child's heritage. So also incorporate that into your classroom to let the child know that you matter. This is your heritage. And in this classroom, we learn from each other. Now, I want to share something with you that was always, always something that I love doing in my classroom. And I still do it um, when I meet other children. Unfortunately, a lot of teachers are intimidated by this because it requires lots of preparation. And I'm going to say to you, no, it doesn't. There is a concept that has been introduced in Gauteng schools, and I'm sure probably around um, the country of South Africa. It is called shared reading, and it's absolutely beautiful. I love it. You can do it from home as well. Get a book. But remember when you're choosing a book as a parent, as a teacher, choose something according to the level of most of the children in your class. Something that also will fulfill the learning needs of all the children in your class. So for children who are struggling, they feel included. For children that are at average level for now, they feel included. And for children who are excelling, they feel included. That takes experience and lots of planning from an experienced educator. An experience comes from being aware of the children in your class and being aware of the role that you play as an educator. So we choose a book. Say, for example, you are in a grade one class and you choose a book. The title is um, My, My Pet, um, Freddy. 
for example, and maybe it's a, a story about a cat. Now, having a pet is something lots of children like doing. Some children like having. So hold that book in front of you, right? To the where the cover of the book is visible to the children in your classroom. Doesn't matter how much of space you have. Try and get them to sit around you. Talk about the title. What is this book about? What is the name of this book? And once they tell you it's called My Cat Fred, tell them, well, this title is the name of the book. And we call it title. Title is another name for the word name or another word for the word name. Talk about the author, the person who wrote that book. Tell them, remember that day you wrote a book about your family and you were the person who made that book? You are the author or authoress. So you see how shared reading is teaching children new words, teaching children to communicate, teaching them about listening and reading. So you talk about the cover, what's on the cover, um, how to look after a book, how the picture on the cover could tell you what the story is about. And children love engaging in this. What color is the picture on the cover? What is on the cover? It could probably be a cat, all right? What is this cat's name? Fred. What letter does, or what sound does Fred begin with? Can you see how all your language is being incorporated? Then turn to the front page. Read each word aloud. And ask the children to listen how you read each page aloud. You can use a ruler to point. You can use a pointer. You can even use your finger. And as you are reading, remember you are holding the book in front of the children. And you are pointing to each word. And the child is going to listen. And you can talk, after you read, talk about the picture that is, you know, um, in that, on that page. Ask the children, what do you think the picture is about? So it may show the little cat Fred drinking milk. So you say, what do you think these words are? Fred is drinking milk. And then you try and read the words with the children. And you will once again witness for yourself how many children are able to identify those words. How many children may be struggling to. How many children know their phonics. And then read aloud with the children. Read each page with the child. This activity will be done every day for a week. And I swear to Allah, alhamdulillah, by the end of that week, every child in your class will be able to read that book. Every sentence confidently because you are going to be doing this daily whether it's in the morning whether it's in the afternoon yes i know there are timetables when when language is supposed to be done obviously you follow the rules that are requested from your head of department and from your school but that is how shared reading can be so exciting new words in there can be made up on flashcards so maybe like fred fred is something new my pet p-e-t there could be something new Go through those words. Have them on flashcards. What is that word? They will tell you pet. What sound does it start with? P. What is a pet? It's an animal that you can keep at home. Can we keep a lion at home? No. Why? The lion will, is not an animal that you can keep at home. It's an animal in the wild. So again, you're extending vocabulary and you're teaching them that this book has so much of knowledge within it. 
and it's magical. It's going to transport them into different worlds. There are children that are listening. There are children that are coming to schools that maybe English is not their first language, but they are learning because children learn and are able to absorb in a manner from the age between zero to six that we will never, ever be able to understand. Later, what you can do as we progress to add the language written activity, their shared reading. So we said, my cat Fred, my cat Fred is brown and white. My cat Fred likes to play. My cat Fred likes to jump. Now the word play, the word jump, these are action words. Ask the children, show me what is jump. And they're going to perform the action. And you tell them this is an action word. But it's got a name. We call it verb. There's your language lesson. Verbs. Write down simple sentences. Ask the children to give you simple sentences. I can run. I can read. I like to jump. And then you tell them, wherever the action word is, carry out that action. And the children will do that. They'll jump. They'll maybe clap a hand. Maybe they'll read. And then you tell them, let us circle the action word. Lots of times we say children need to underline it. Remember, they're very young children. It's difficult for them to be able to manipulate a ruler and a pencil and maybe even a pencil color. So when you're giving children instructions to read or to write down, simple instructions, easy instructions, right to the point. And the child will read it for you. I can jump and maybe the child can draw a picture of him or her jumping. Remember, you don't have to draw eyes on the picture. It could just be like a little figurine. So they get very excited because children love drawing. And maybe if you give them, say, five sentences, they are going to want to draw a picture for each sentence. Maybe ask them just to draw one. And later, when they are done with the work that needs to be completed, they can draw pictures in their free time. And they can label it and read it to their friends. When they are reading to their friends, that is called paired reading. Who said shared reading is difficult? Obviously, as the year progresses, you get books that are more challenging. Often schools complain that they don't have enough resources. Who said you can't bring a book from home? Who said that you as an educator can't create your own big book? Because that's what they normally use. It's called a big book. It's a book that is big enough for all 40 children to be able to see if they are sitting in front of you on a mat on the, the floor in an ideal world. Let's be realistic. Not everyone has the luxury of having such a big classroom. Not every school has the luxury of maybe having math. You're a teacher. You're a mummy. You have this instinct. And yes, there are male teachers as well that teach foundation phase. Use common sense in your instincts. Teach them about reading through using your own big book. In fact, your brighter children for that time, because all children are bright, can bring you pictures and create their own book and you get to read the shared reading book that the child created. And that's how you build up on shared reading. You can do this at home with all your nephews and nieces. You can do this at home if you are mom or dad that has five or six children. Sit in front of them with a big book and read with them. Eventually, they'll be reading to you. You can also tell them that how they should be caring for a book. 
Do not touch books with dirty hands. Do not eat or drink near a book. Do not ever put a scissor near a book or cut out pictures. And the same respect that they have for that book, they will have for their Quran, they will have for their textbooks in Madrasa, and for every book, because a book has a wealth of knowledge that everybody can learn from and benefit from. Simple ways to teach a reading. Here's another easy way. Often children need to do spelling tests. And I can tell you from experience, there are children on a Thursday night that I would get messages from their parents. My child is anxiety. My child is a running stomach. My child doesn't want to come to school because it's a spelling test on Friday. Who said that a spelling test must be every Monday? Give them 10 words. Expect them to memorize it. Be ready for Friday. That child is not benefiting from learning those words. That child is learning those words as a parent's passion just for their test. Those words have no relevance to their child's life and it's not meaningful or impactful because the child is doing it for the test. So I'm going to say to you, your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. This is what you do. This is what you do. Your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. Are we back on air? Marv, my apologies for this. So, I think I just had a bit of a break in here. Um, when your child reads words, tell the child that this child, the words that you are learning is a message. There is something that you need to benefit from there. There's a message to share with you. There's a message to tell you. What is that message? After you read to your child, whether it's in the classroom or you as a parent, what did you learn from what we read about? What is the message in there? Can you share this message with somebody else? Can somebody learn from what you've just read? Because reading is about learning, is about teaching, is about growing. And that is what we do. So reading is not that intimidating after all. Here's another idea. If you've got children in your classroom that are struggling with spelling this is how your spelling test could be. It doesn't need to be these 10 words that you need to memorize. Who said you can't play a game called jumble words? I promise you, I used to tell the learners in the class, today we're playing help madam. And they would look at me, 41 children, remember? From the 41 children, 25 or sometimes even 30 came from Soweto and surrounding areas. So English wasn't even their first language. So I used to say we're playing help madam. Today, madam had a problem. I forgot how to spell and they're like, what? I'm like, I just woke up this morning and I can't spell. So I write down words, but obviously I spell them incorrectly and they're like, no, 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 that's not how you spell mom. So I would put the M-M-U. No, no, no. I'm like, secret, secret, secret. You can't correct me in front of everyone. You have to write down numbers 1 to 10 in your book and by number 1, every word that I didn't spell correctly you have to make it correct for me and they would be super excited so yes, it's a spelling test but they think it's a game. They thought for that day that I had a little bit of amnesia and I couldn't spell you will be amazed at how well they do. Make the spelling test a bit more um, interesting for them so they're learning to read. You could maybe do something like hangman. You know, um, they need to guess um, the, the letter to complete the word. So say, for example, you take simple words. You take the words like love. Maybe you write L, you put a space, and you write V, and you put a space. And they need to write in the missing letters. There's a spelling test. You're testing how they spell. 
afterwards, you can obviously make it, you know, maybe just the word L and four, three spaces, and they write the word love, because you would give them the words beforehand that you are going to be testing them on. And later, you will just call out the words, and they would spell it. All in stages, all in steps. Nothing can be just thrown to the child. This child must have this love for reading, love for learning, love for spelling. And all of that depends on the attitude, atmosphere, positive energy, love, compassion that the teacher has. Whether you are the teacher who is paid to do this job in the classroom or whether you are the teacher that Allah has given you that title as the parents of these children. And then you tell me how easy teaching reading is. Obviously, as we go along, Later in the year, we will make the activities much more um, challenging. Right now, the purpose of the show is more to assist parents. We have children aged between zero and seven. And if you feel your child is having difficulty reading in grade one, it's only February. It's all right. Be patient. If you notice that children are struggling with the letter R, the sound R, and your child is saying L, that is okay. It's perfectly normal. Just keep playing games. Maybe it's fine. Put a whole lot of objects and say, what does this begin with? And your child will go, lows. Eventually, your child will say, rose. If it persists, speak to the teacher and get guidance. Please do not tell your child, you can't even read the word R. You don't even know the word R. Please do not break your child. Please do not ever break your child. Even to teachers that are in the classroom, yes, you can get frustrated. And yes, there are 40 children in your classroom. But you chose this profession. And Allah chose the child to be in your classroom to teach you and for you to teach that child. This child that you have in your home, you being the parent, or this child that you have in your classroom is an amana to you. Please teach children with love with kindness, with compassion, you have chosen this profession. Teach the children in your classroom as if they were the children that you gave birth to yourself. Teach the children in your classroom as you would like somebody else to teach your child. Teaching is not just a paycheck. Teaching is a work of heart, and it is one of the most noble professions. And when you start getting letters from your children, and they want to read the letter to you, Madam Baby Aisha, I love you. You are pretty. You are my school mommy. And the child wants to read it to you. Pop me a message and tell me how did that make you feel. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our humble efforts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase the knowledge, wisdom and understanding of every child, of every parent and of all of us. Because remember what our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu taught us, learn from the cradle to the grave. On behalf of myself and my sound engineer, Yazdan, and the family at Team Radio Islam, we wish you a beautiful, safe weekend ahead. Please remember us in your du'as as we remember you. Please make du'a for all the people that are struggling around the world. May Allah grant us all ease. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our beneficial du'as. Until we speak again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.